Mr. Bill O'Reilly, that's sick freak. Welcome to the program, Bill. First of all, are you guys intoxicated or what? We're working on it. We, we are working in, on it. Yeah, we are working on it. And yeah, I'm, it's 9 o'clock. What, 10 after 9 Central yeah. Time? What's yeah. the matter with you people? Yeah, we I know. never we, drink before 9. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Only right. alcoholics drink before 9, Bill. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're just going still from the night before. Yeah, then it's which, okay. Which we were usually doing. But anyway, so Bill. Yo. Did you see the video of Joe Biden just eviscerating this guy uh in uh, in one of his uh you know no malarkey malarkey stops yeah Yeah. did you see what are your thoughts Uh, you know you know i don't see it the same way that everybody else sees it because i know that biden loves his son and i know that he lost the other son Bo. yep and his emotions are overriding everything now. Yes. All right. So I, so I that's exactly what I that's exactly what I said last hour Bill. Thank you for listening. Um <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't steal it from you. No, you did. You did. Hey, and no, I didn't. I'll I didn't hear it, you know. but Steal from uh, me, you've stolen I, twice. Um, but here's the <laughs> here's the thing on that. Is, I agree, yeah. I 100% agree with you okay. that that uh, Hunter is a child that has been a troubled child for a very, very long yeah. time. And as a dad, you know, I think Joe Biden is in his own mind, thinks he's doing what's right for for Hunter um, in helping him and getting him all of these gigs and, and everything else. I think he thinks he's helping him when, in my opinion only, I think he's helping destroy him. But if you as a dad have had this troubled kid and you've already lost your wife, then you lost your son, and then you have this son who is always on the edge, I would be extraordinarily protective as well. I don't think it's so much that he's thinking at all. I think he's just reacting. So, um, you know, he's running for president. Does he really have his heart in it? I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm not a mind reader, but he's certainly not campaigning effectively. He's not, and nobody can argue with that. So that's number one. And number two, he's got this kid who every time he turns around is embarrassing him and his family, and he doesn't know what to do with the kid. So uh, and he it's loves raw. Him. It's what like a raw emotion. Yeah. But what is he? Th- this is the, this is the thing. Look. If you're going to put yourself on a bus and zoop around a state and say no malarkey and then take Q&A, what do you think is going to happen? So he should have been prepared for this kind of question. And he well, not. at least at least from people who are over ninety that understand the term malarkey. Right, I know that's. A, <laughs> I mean, that is I mean, that's something. That, brilliant marketing team. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, we're going to be drinking sarsaparilla yeah. with Joe next. <laughs> and talking right. no malarkey. I tell you that right, right let's, now. Let's get a little sarsaparilla over here for Joe <laughs> and his. Uh, crazy. Okay, so uh, we. But the the point is that he's running for president. That's Holly the terror dog, by the way. Um, he's running for president, and he's not prepared for this. See, that's the story. It's not the lashing out at the chubby guy, all right? The chubby guy was doing this on purpose. Chubby guy wanted to embarrass him. Chubby guy could say, oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote for him anyway. Bull. This is a setup. Chubby guy saw his opportunity, went in. I'm going 
I'm going to do this. What I'm going to get attention for myself. But what does it say about Joe Biden and his his understanding of just even just the power of being a man when the first thing out of his mouth was, uh, well, you're sedentary and you want to challenge to push ups. I mean, that's like but that's what I'm talking about. The guy doesn't have control over the process. He, he's not rational on a campaign trail. And, and that's the story. So what's going to um, happen? What's going to happen? Because you know the one way to get under Donald Trump's skin. And I think uh, Bloomberg is probably in the only position to really, really do this. Of standing on stage uh, with uh, Donald Trump and going, you know, Donald, I mean, you say you're a billionaire, but please. Uh, but you that's know. never going to happen. So you're, you're basically okay. uh, weaving a fantasy. Okay. Bloomberg but you know no that, that shot. Right. But you know that's what... Uh, would get under his skin. D- no, but, but no, Biden no, no, would. No, 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 no. Really? Okay. No, because uh, I know Trump better than anybody. All right. Trump. Well, Melania. When he. Well, maybe okay. his children. But, but I'm telling you, I I, I know the guy mom. really well, mm-hmm. and he Still doesn't mean. care what you say about him. He doesn't care what you say about his kids, about his father, about his mother. He doesn't care. All right. So he's not going to be like Biden. He's not going to he's not going to do that. What he'll do is he'll attack you. And yes, if, if the chubby guy did that to Trump, which would never happen because Trump people would never put him on a bus. Never. <laughs> all right. And he would never go to a diner and take Q&A ever. Never. OK, so. But if you got Trump on a stage, a debate stage, and you said to him, hey, you're a corrupt guy who's incompetent and blah, 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 Trump doesn't care really what you're saying. He would just go in and eviscerate you personally, all right? And then it would be, it would be a mud fight. Okay, so how does Trump do that? Let's say that Joe Biden is the candidate. Yeah. How does Joe Biden, um, knowing how he reacts and knowing that – Knowing that Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck have sympathy, not for the the dirtiness or anything else, but have sympathy as dads for Joe Biden. And you can say, look, I, you know, I, I give him some room on this one. I think that's really out of line, but I give him some room. How does Donald Trump even talk about what happened with Hunter Biden and oh. corruption? <laughs> Trump couldn't care less about Biden and Biden's tragedies. And, no, I know that, that, but the American people will. No, but he did. But, but Trump's not going to calibrate it that way ever. He doesn't calibrate. Gee, if I say this, what are the American people going to think about me? No, I never. He never I, does that. No, I know. I, I, he's going to go. There are times gonna, that people around him should be thinking those things and probably no, are thinking those things. I him. know, but I'm asking you, what is the end result with the American people? If he just oh, I see. You want me to speculate about how they oh, would? You are the worst. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> how they would react to broadsides against? Well, it's not a hard speculation. Trump's base would enjoy it. All right, yeah. so there would be a sitcom for them. They would. They don't yeah. care what you say about Hunter Biden or or Biden's family or anything like that. And I'm not saying this 
in a in a cruel way. It's just that their rationalization is Donald Trump's been attacked so badly. Yes. Yes. So often that whatever Donald Trump does is justified. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. The independents and those people, the women, horrified. Horrified. The men, you know, the men are voting for, hey, am I going to keep my job? Am I going to be able to add more to my 401k? That's what the men are voting for. They don't, they're not looking for sensitivity. They're not looking for perspective. They're looking for performance. But women would be, you know, unaligned women, unaligned women, appalled um, if he goes in and he rips up um, Joe Biden Biden's and Hunter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's uh, let's uh, take a quick break. Come back in a minute. I want to talk to you about Nancy Pelosi and the impeachment and what you, what your thoughts were on this this week. Back with more with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com, where he's always got something for Christmas that he's he's selling. He's, I mean, this guy is shameless. Shameless. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Yes, I'm here. I'm, I'm attentive. So let's uh, let's. Get your take on first what happened in the impeachment hearings this week uh, with the very non-biased open thinkers. Number one, I was watching reruns of Mayberry RFD Mm. on the Me channel. Right. Okay. So I missed a lot of the live stuff. Right. Um, Because Goober is really, he's more in tune to my way of thinking. Yeah, I like just plain old Mayberry, the RFD days, you know. You know. You know, um, it's kind of when they were stretching. But I I get it. I get it. You're right. (laughs) So why would anybody, any human being in this country, Pay attention to this this week. Why? So you you parade in three people that hate Trump. Oh, they loathe him. Um, and they sit there and they just dish bad stuff on him. And then they have one guy who kind of doesn't like him but is actually a thinker and says, you know, you really don't have enough to impeach him or anyone else. So why are we here? And why do I want to watch this? For what? I, I, I don't know. I don't learn anything. Uh, do I want to watch corruption in the government on display? I'm pretty much convinced that happens every day now. Don't really need to see it again. So, you know, the cable TV ratings have been pretty good this week. There are people who are interested in this. I don't know why. Maybe you can tell me. I don't know why. No, I have no idea why. I have no idea why. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's, it's not going to lead anywhere. I mean, he's going to get acquitted in the Senate. And by February, this is just a bad memory. So what does this do to our republic? Well, it's bad for the country in a, in a variety of ways because it just polarizes people even more. Um, it was interesting because in the interview I did with uh, President Trump on the radio, did you hear that, Beck? No, I didn't. I No, I but you heard about it. I'm oh, sure. oh, are you kidding me? Uh, all that's right. all we could talk about. So in the interview I did with him, um, it was quite clear that he, as president, believes he's doing a good job, and he believes that this whole impeachment is going to help him get reelected. That's the Trump view, mm-hmm. that I'm going I'm to get reelected, and this impeachment thing's helping me. Mm-hmm. 
because people see it um, as crazy land. However, the other side hates him so much that they don't even consider there might be a backlash they, because they live in a bubble. All right, the Trump haters pretty much associate with the Trump haters. It's like, That's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't go out of that. And then if you don't hate Trump, they don't want to have anything to do with you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to give you uh, a ride to the bus station. They don't want any, any part of you. So it's an isol. What we're becoming is an isolated tribal country, which we have never really been before, except for the Civil War. So we're becoming tribes of, of people who have special interests, political interests, fanaticism here and there, and the media drives that. So the tribe watches MSNBC, the tribe watches Fox News Channel, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no other. There's no non-tribe people watching they're they're all of the same mindset so in, instead of e pluribus unum okay Stu, tell me what that means um from many one that's right mm-hmm. it's now i can't i don't know the latin word for tribe but i'll just say tribum <laughs> that's what we are tribal ellis e tribalis yeah. and interestingly <laughs> enough i'm sure you heard that my new killing book is Killing Crazy Horse, uh, the merciless Shut Indian up. wars. Is in it really? Yeah. Oh, Crazy Horse is one of my. You got to send this to me. Crazy Horse is one of my favorite characters in American history. And well, you're gonna love this book. But anyway, I don't want to plug the book now. There'll be plenty of time for plugging the book. But the tr- maybe the not. Indian... Not on this show. Maybe not. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I don't like it. Then you're not getting a free book. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then. In the Native American culture, it was all tribes. All right, so we're going back to the Native American culture. And the tribes didn't have anything in common with the other. So the Apaches in Arizona didn't have anything in common with the Sioux up in North Dakota and Montana. Okay, so this is what we're becoming. And and people don't understand it because they don't get any intellectual analysis in the media at all. All I get is rooting. I'm rooting for Trump to be destroyed, or I'm rooting for Trump to be president forever. Okay? They don't get. This is what is happening in America. We're dividing ourselves into tribes that hate each other. And that's like what happens in the Balkans. That's like Kosovo and Montenegro. And- yeah, except, we're no, except there's no borders here on this one. We're all mixed in with each other. We're, yes, but we're becoming isolated from each other yeah even though we live next door to each other or we work in the next cubicle for one another that's right we don't we, uh, associate you know, we, we don't talk to uh, emily because emily likes trump correct um and and so this is the destructive nature of what is happening politically in america and nobody now they know on the glenn beck program what it is but i'll tell you i'll submit to you that what i just told you very few people are aware of Bill, um, what is, how does the, what, tell me the mindset, if you can, of Nancy Pelosi and those in the Democratic Party. How do they think this is going to end? And how do you, how do you think it's going to end? Okay. 
Nancy Pelosi, if you watch her, if you watch her body language, which is really fascinating, and the way she conducts herself when James Rosen asked a very legitimate question yesterday. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Do you hate Donald Trump? And she went off the wall. Now, that's a legitimate question, and nobody should have gone off the wall. If you ask it, you say, no, I don't. I just believe that he has abused his power and shouldn't be there. That's all. Right. You don't go, how dare you? Yeah, I don't mean, you, really. I mean, she, when she said, don't you ever use that I, kind yeah. of language with me, I mean, uh, that was shocking. Right. And now, there are two things. Nancy Pelosi's not used to be, being asked anything that goes against her prevailing wisdom because the press is in a tank. So she was caught by surprise by that question. And the second thing is that Nancy Pelosi is a fanatic. Okay, hang on. We're going <laughs> to let that sit and simmer for a while. And then we'll come back with more of Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com in just a minute. Here's uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, on uh, on on Donald Trump and then Jake Tapper. Listen. We don't have it. Cut one. Okay, don't have the audio. Uh, Do you have the audio of the the snapping on Jake Tapper? Okay, go ahead, please. Would also have to testify if there's some sort of deal cut. Would you be willing to do so? It has nothing to do. They should be testifying because they have been asked to testify by Congress. It isn't a deal. It's about a system of checks and balances. Can we not have any more questions about impeachment? Can we not have any more questions about impeachment, Bill (laughs) O'Reilly? It was the day that she said we're putting impeachment uh, articles together. Can we not have any more questions about impeachment? Bill, are you there still? Can you hear me? Yeah, okay, I can. What are your right. thoughts there? Yeah, do you get a sense of entitlement uh, from uh, Mrs. Pelosi? Oh, do you yeah. Get a sense that maybe that she's not really a regular person. If you look at her background, very wealthy, uh, parent, father in politics, uh, Maryland raised and whips out to the most liberal district in the country, runs around. She doesn't want to be asked any difficult questions. She just wants to spout propaganda. I said before the break that she is a fanatic. A fanatic is a person who is incapable of evaluating an opposing point of view, not agreeing, but even evaluating. See, well, how does the Republican uh, Party think? Or why do they want certain things? Forget it. Forget it. It's She's a far-left person. She has a vision, and that's it. And if you don't have the vision, she's going to try to hurt you. Well, she she was incredible. They asked her about, do you hate Donald Trump? And she, she went off and said, you know, how dare you? Don't you ever question me like that that's again? Right. And I thought, dare. yeah, I thought to myself, gee, wouldn't it be nice if I could have said that after the 10,000th question about how much I hate people? I mean, you know what? it's insane. My follow-up, to, to, if I had been there, 
My follow-up would have been after she said that, if I had been Rosen, I would have said, you know, you sound a lot like Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that have been yeah. interesting? Yeah, it would have been. It would but have been. she does. Okay. And she doesn't want opposing points of view. So um, let me take you one more place on the uh, impeachment. Yeah. Yesterday, I was with an audience of about 40, 50 people here in the studios, and I asked them, uh, what do you think? Are we at least going to get a fair trial in the Senate and actually find out if Donald Trump is guilty or innocent in a fair way in the Senate? Not a single hand went up. Not one. When I, right. and, and I expected, you know, are we actually going to find out what happened, you know, with this, this whole impeachment trial and who's involved and all of that? I expected there to be few hands. But when I asked, are we actually going to find out what's true? No one raised their hands on the simple thing of what was the, the you know phone call and the actual charges of the articles of impeachment are there are there any bases to that they didn't even think that they would get a fair trial in the senate what do you well, think's going to happen and they're smart because the republican senators want to embarrass the democratic party so they're not going to they're not looking for the truth um and from my perspective and i've studied this pretty hard. Donald Trump was uh, indiscreet in how he approached uh, Ukraine, but is that a shock to anybody? Nope. Okay. That's what he is. That's what he does. He's a stream of consciousness speaker. He reacts emotionally. He felt that there was corruption in the Ukraine on a number of different fronts, including Joe Biden, and he asked the president to investigate it. That's it. Okay. Now, the Republican Party, they don't want they, they've said that time and time again. What they want to do uh, is bring in Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Schiff and embarrass the hell out of them. Yeah, but I think bringing I, I honestly think we, we have spent four years now on impeachment. We have spent millions of dollars on investigation and we found out that Donald Trump really didn't do anything in collusion with Russia. We found out something we already know that Russia is trying to infiltrate our country and disturb our elections. They don't care who the winner is, quite honestly. Right. They just are trying to pit us against each other. But they haven't spent any time on looking really into that. Then. As soon as he makes this phone call, they rush to impeachment. Somebody has to be held responsible for the uh, what I think is an abuse of the American pocketbook, if not uh, abuse of power. Well, that's never going to happen. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Everybody is looking for um, an avenue to, to victory next November. And, you know, it's not just the president. It hurts us. Uh, the country. Republicans got to take back the House. Yeah. I mean, if they can control the House and the Senate and Trump wins. But isn't the are, but isn't the best way in the best way to do that, to show that through a fair process to yeah. show that uh, the that Adam Schiff was cooking the books and the and the whistleblower acknowledge that will never acknowledge it in a million years, no matter what proof comes to the fore yeah. monday's big day with the horowitz report i was just going to ask you about that it yeah, comes but, out what do you already already the washington post taking the leaves ah, it's nothing 
Uh, no big deal. No, 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 they don't have anything. So that's what you're going to get. So well, no matter what, what they did in the Senate, the press would spin it like, ah, no, come on, it's no big, no big deal. But, you know, look. So wait, I wait, think, wait, wait. What yeah, is going to happen with the Horowitz report? Do you have any inkling on I what we're going to find? somebody in the Justice Department, and, but I hate to use anonymous sources. You know that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't tell your audience that this is true, but this is what the person said to me. Out of 10, 10 being the most helpful to the Trump administration. And zero being report, and zero history, being just neutral or helpful no, to zero the, being hurtful. Okay. 10 helpful, zero hurtful. This is an 8. It's an 8 out of 10 that it will help Trump. Now, that's what the guy said to me. And I don't know if it's true. I had no idea if he's spinning. He's obviously in the administration. So what would that for what it's worth. What would those things be? That are in that report. If Horowitz, who is not Elliot Ness, all right, Mm -hmm. he's not a crusader for justice, Mm -hmm. even though he's the inspector general of the Justice Department. He is Mm -hmm. a bureaucrat, CYA, village people guy. Okay. If he says, I'm referring to Durham, who is the criminal investigator, these names that he might want to consider indicting home run for Trump. Impeachment goes off the rails. The American people are in an uproar. Cable news ratings go through the roof. If that is the case, if he's mealy-mouthed and says, well, one guy really abuses power, but the others really didn't, and uh, no, I can't really tell, then it's It's a nothing. nothing. It's a nothing. Right. So that'll be out on Monday, and we'll have plenty to talk about next week on it. Um, but the overarch here is this. The, nothing really matters except the election next November, because the American people have a stark decision to make. Stark. Do you want an imperfect man, Donald Trump, and, and imperfect is a charitable word. If you read the United States of Trump, I lay the man out for you, Okay. You want an imperfect man who's actually helping the country. His policies are helping the country, and they are. Okay? Or do you want a progressive left that's going to change every fundamental thing that we have? Everything. What do you want? And that's the vote. And it's not just for President, as I said. It's the House, the Senate, because whoever gets power, if the Republican Party gets power, in the, both houses and the presidency next November, the far-left progressive movement is dead, finished in the history of this country, at least for the foreseeable future. If the opposite happens, we enter into an age of anarchy, where all of our traditions are upended, where everything changes, where the government becomes so powerful that the state and the local officials have nothing to say. Everything will be run out of Washington from a progressive perspective. That is what Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, all of these people want. They want more power to tell you what to do and how to live. On every issue, this is what is at stake. Why do you say that the progressive era, if you will, or the progressive movement towards that will be gone for the foreseeable future? Because Trump, Trump... And McCarthy and Graham 
will come in with a vengeance, a vengeance, and they will attack every progressive thing or, or issue and destroy it. What and makes you say that? Because they're mad, particularly the president. Now, I'm going to tell your audience something that I haven't really made public, but I had dinner with Trump last week in the residence with him. With Kim? Now, with him. Oh, okay. I thought of no, Kim Jong-il. You should have let him. He was that. invited, but yeah. he couldn't <laughs> make it. <laughs> okay. Right? All right. Yeah, like all right. Okay. All right. So, and, and I thought Trump was going to be a little on edge. He was not. And it was like old times, because I've known him for 30 years and socialized with him many times. But he's angry. And when I, I don't blame him, um, because I'm angry at what happened to me and, and all of this I, I'm, I'm PC crap, mm-hmm. you know, and I sure, I'm sure you're angry. Mm-hmm. And when Trump, with no restraints, remember, this is a man with no restraints, okay, that gets him in trouble all the time. If he gets control of Congress for those four years, you don't want to be a progressive. And he'll go into California. That's where he's going to make his example. That's why I asked him that question about the homelessness in the radio interview. He's going to go into California, and that state is going to be in big trouble as far as federal funding and everything else. So it's, a, it's an amazing election coming up here. Um, and I don't, again, don't think people understand uh, the weight of it. So that's why I want them to all go see you in Salt Lake City on tomorrow. For the, are you going to sing? Yeah, no, I'm, not, song, I'm only doing way? Christmas stuff. Yeah, oh, it's lots of singing. Lots of, of singing? Yeah, me and if the piano. Heard, yeah. Beck is like one of the Irish tenors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, um, well, you can hear that in my voice that I'd be a And I want to throw a couple of plugs, if you, if you will. Yeah. Uh, United States of Trump, great stocking stuffer gift. I'll yep. sign them on BillOReilly.com. As you mentioned at the top, we have a great Christmas store, saving people lots of money. And uh, I want to, I'm going to be talking with you for the next few weeks, but yeah. I want you to have a nice season because all of us oh, in, the, in this world, um, you know, it, it's upsetting. What's happening in America is upsetting. I don't want us to be a tribal culture. I will tell you, if this continues down this road, I don't think there's enough Valium in the entire on the entire planet yeah, to keep it, people it, calm. It's it's crazy what is happening. Right, uh, Bill. Thank All you right. so much. God Always bless. A pleasure. You thank you. Bye bye. We might want to check in with Bill after the Horowitz report uh, comes out too. I have, I have something truly amazing that you'd, I'd never think, I, I never thought I would hear, hear uh, said about Disney. Disney does not have Baby Yoda for sale for Christmas. That is amazing, considering it's amazing. It's everywhere on the internet. It is. And it's the cutest, it's the cutest thing they've done since probably Steamboat Willie. I mean, <laughs> it's a great, great, iconic character. And this is from the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, right? Yes, yes. Uh, is it um is it is it a big role in, in the show? Te- oh yeah. It's about that. It, intentionally, intentionally they didn't do it. They didn't want it revealed that it was baby Yoda. They didn't want any of those images released. They wanted the fans to experience it for the first time. Mm. And they learned uh, from the other toys that were shipped out prior to, even if they weren't supposed to be seen, they would leak out. Right. And so they didn't want any spoilers on this. And so they for, they, 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 uh, 
was giving up tons of revenue. Gave up all of that revenue for Christmas. For Christmas. It won't be available until like February. That's amazing. I mean, they, they lost a lot of revenue from taking all this stuff back to their own site, too. They gave up billions of dollars in licensing to start Disney+. Yeah. Plus. I mean, I guess that this is what happens when you have eight movies that make a billion dollars in a year. You yeah, can kind of yeah. make some, some artistic choices yeah. in those years. Yeah, they're not exactly <laughs> panicked or strapped for cash. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You're listening to Glenn Beck.